So back in 2014, I was in a rush to move to another apartment, and there were not many available for the time frame I wanted it for. At least in not any good apartments, and definitely not in good areas. I finally found a nice, decent apartment with three rooms and moved in for the time being. At least I had a place to live in while looking for a better place to live. The suite was newly renovated, so I was supposed to get new appliances as well. There had been a mistake with the fridge, and the landlord told me that they would replace it ASAP, and I should be expecting it within the first two weeks of moving in. About a month later, I got a knock on the door. I went to look out of the peephole and saw a man standing there with a piece of paper in his hand and another man behind him. Fridge, the man said from behind the door. I opened the door and saw the two men. The first man was the delivery guy. Behind him stood a man who didn't really care about his appearance and honestly looked like he had just crawled out of a dumpster. I thought he was just a helper. I let the man walk inside and placed a fridge in the kitchen. The greasy man followed him inside and introduced himself to me. I'm the new landlord, he said with a smile. Really? Where did the old one go? I asked. I was a bit startled as he looked like a freaking homeless guy. Who the hell hired him? Oh, she doesn't work here anymore, he said. Well, no shit, I thought. The delivery guy then said bye and left, but the landlord didn't. Where are your parents? He asked me. I told him that I lived alone. Big mistake. No way. You look like you're 15, girl. He said with a smile. (laughs) Yeah, I get that a lot. What do you need a big place like this for? He said. I just told him that I moved here temporarily. He walked over into the kitchen and started to open and close the fridge door. Just checking to see if everything's good, he said. I just nodded and leaned against the wall and watched. He then just stood there, looking at the fridge and then back at me. Why doesn't he freaking leave, I thought to myself. Then he said, you're really cute. Look at you standing there. You are so cute. I let out a laugh and thanked him. No red flags yet. He then said, Well, I live on the first floor if you ever want to visit. We can hang out. I don't know how to answer him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think... Before I could say another word, he interrupted me. I have no friends and I don't talk to my family. I'm really lonely. Okay, red flags are going off now. I asked him why he didn't talk to his family. He brushed it off again and changed topic quickly. Then he started walking to the door and repeated himself once again. Don't forget, first floor, don't be a stranger. I followed him to the door and locked it when he left. I felt a bit uncomfortable, but soon forgot about it. About three days later, I got a phone call from a place I had applied to. I had landed a part-time job at Best Buy. This was my second job since I already had a job at an insurance company. I was excited to start work at Best Buy. I was hired in the tech department and I love computers. 
Before I go on, I worked Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 at the insurance place, and then three days a week at Best Buy, mostly in the evening, but it varied on weekends. So on the first day, I headed out of my apartment, took the elevator down, and was about to exit the front door when I heard a familiar voice. Hey! It was the landlord. Hey, what's up? I said. Not much. Where are you going? He asked. I ignored his question and just told him I needed to go and walked out of the door. I didn't need to drive to work because Best Buy was walking distance. About three minutes into my walk, I noticed a gray car driving slowly beside me. I glanced over to see who it was and it was the landlord. He wrote the passenger side window down. Where are you going? I told him that I was on my way to work and that I was going to be late if I continued chatting. I said bye and I continued walking a bit faster. Wait, let me take you. Where do you work? No, it's alright. It's not far away. I work at Best Buy. I walk. I know. Another dumb mistake. I shouldn't have told him where I worked. Come on. Let me take you. I I am heading to Tim Hortons anyway. Need to get some coffee. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't hurt if he dropped me off, I thought. He's going the same direction anyway. I hesitated a bit, but then accepted his offer. I got into his car, I know, dumb of me, and let him drive me to work. It was a very short ride, but he did not fail to make me feel uncomfortable. When I finally got to my work's parking lot... I thanked him, and I reached for the door to open it, but it didn't open. Hey, uh, your door is locked. (laughs) Yeah, I have the habit to lock doors. Before I let you go, can you give me your number? I lied to him and told him that my phone wasn't working, and that I was just using it as an iPod. My phone wasn't on vibrate, and I was hoping to God that I wouldn't get a text message or any other notification. Okay, then let me give you my number, he said. He grabbed a piece of paper and wrote his number down. Give me a call, okay? (sighs) Sure, I said. When are you going to call me? He asked. I don't know. I'll call you when I get the chance to, okay? I told him. What time are you done? I'll pick you up. I don't know. It's my first day and... I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. I was hoping that he would fall for my lie. He unlocked the doors and I stepped out of the car. I thanked him again and walked towards the store. Before leaving, he once again shouted, Don't forget to call! And then drove off. Jesus, what a creep that guy is. I threw the little paper with his number out and forgot about the whole situation. The next day, I was a little scared to take the elevator, since he always happened to be everywhere I was going. So I decided to take the stairs. It led to the back door, and I was sure I wouldn't see him. I did this for about four days and never saw him. Great, this works, I thought. On the fourth night, I was sitting in the living room, watching YouTube videos on my laptop. It was around 10.30pm and I was kind of dozing off when I heard a knock at the door. I wasn't expecting anyone, 
Who could it be? I sat quiet and didn't move, hoping they'd just go away. Another knock. I tiptoed to the door to look out of the peephole. It was the landlord again. Hey, are you there? Open up! Confused and tired, I opened the door. The conversation went as followed. Hey, what's up? Where the hell have you been? What do you mean? I don't see you leave for work anymore. Did you quit or something? No, I still go to work. I just have a weird schedule. You never called me. I was waiting for your call, and you never called me. You promised. Sorry, I just never got the chance to. I work two jobs, so I'm pretty busy. I came to your work and asked for you, and they told me that no one by that name worked there. Did you lie to me? Did you lie to me about your name? I was caught off guard. I didn't know what to tell him. I had indeed lied to him about my name. But that wasn't what freaked me out. Why the hell had he gone to my work? You went to my work? Why? I asked a bit nervously. Because I didn't see you around. I wanted to know where you were. He said irritated. I didn't respond. He then just stared at me for a moment, hoping that I'd invite him in. But there was no way in hell I was going to invite this guy in. I'm really tired. I need to go to work tomorrow. I'll see you around, okay? Look, I need to talk to you. Can we talk? Honestly, I'm really tired right now. Can this wait? Whatever, fine, he said while walking away, still muttering something under his breath. I shut the door and stayed up for a bit, afraid that he'd return. Luckily, he did not return and I could finally go to sleep. So the next day came. I got ready for work again and decided to take the elevator. The elevator door opened and guess who was in there? Yup, it was him. He asked me if I needed a ride to work. I responded no. Are you sure? He asked. I told him once again that I didn't need a ride and got out of the elevator and went to work. By this time, I had already mentioned him to my manager and my co-workers. They had told me that if I didn't show up for work one day, they'd call the police. Sometimes, he'd see me walk out of the main door and he would drop everything he was doing to come after me, asking if I needed a ride. Other times, he would ask if we could hang out, and if he could take me on a date. Knocking on my door in the middle of the night was also a pretty common thing. One time, he was in the middle of a conversation with another tenant. The tenant was complaining about something that had broken in his suite, and that he needed him to fix it. The landlord told the tenant that he should go to his apartment, and he would get his tools and follow quickly after The tenant left, but he never went to get his tools. Instead, he followed me outside and offered me a ride to work again. I told him no, that he needed to do his job and help the tenant. He said he didn't give a shit about the tenant and that he just wanted to be around me. This creeped me out, of course. I would also see him at work sometimes. My manager had given me permission 
to go to the back room and just get out of sight whenever he came in and looked for me, which he had done several times while I was at work. I caught him walking in once, scanning the entire store to see if he could spot me, but he didn't, so he just left. He also mentioned to me once that sometimes he wanted to kidnap me. He told me that he just wanted to take me away and keep me to himself. I remember when he said it. He looked like he was hesitating, as if he was going to act on it right away. I found it a bit alarming, but I wasn't too scared. I don't know why. I guess I didn't realize how much of a danger I was in at the time, which is odd. But I did play it cool, in case he was really going to try something. He would often say creepy things like that to me whenever he got the chance to talk to me. However, I don't remember all of it. It's a bit fuzzy to me. Now you might ask why I hadn't called the police. Well, the police wouldn't have done anything since he had not caused any physical harm. So there would be no point in calling them. Also, I had no proof of these things happening or the things he had said to me other than him showing up to my work a few times. He would come to my work often to look for me if he didn't see me leave for work or if he hadn't seen me in a couple of days. Or he would bang on my doors in the middle of the night asking me to open the door. I, of course, would ignore it. He had no way of reaching me anymore because it was now clear to him that I was avoiding him. A couple of weeks passed and I was awoken by the sound of a fire alarm going off. Oh shit, that's right. There was supposed to be another fire drill today. It was my day off. I quickly went to see if I still had the note to see what time they were going to enter apartments. Maybe I still had some time to get ready and leave the apartment since the landlord usually comes in with the person who checks the alarm. I couldn't find the note. I got ready as fast as I could and I was halfway done when there was a knock at the door. Crap, I thought. I opened the door and there was the guy for the alarm and the landlord. They both came in. The landlord didn't say a word to me. The guy checked the alarm and then said it was good and they both left. I felt relieved. That went well, right? Wrong. Not even a minute passed, and I heard another knock at my door. Hey, it's me. Can you open up for a second? I ignored it. Louder knocks. Hey man, I know you're in there. Stop playing with me. I need to tell you something. Come on, open up. This continued for about two minutes, and then it was finally silent again. I had enough of this fucking guy. I had to do something about this. That night, I was supposed to go to my friend's house to hang out with her and also to return her laptop. She had given it to me to reinstall windows. I got ready and left my apartment at around 11 p.m. It was really nice out and I wanted to walk to her house. It was a long walk, but I really love walking. I took the elevator down and when the elevator door opened, I saw him standing by the door. He hadn't seen me yet, so I had to act fast. 
either get back into the elevator or sprint for the front door. In a split decision, I went for the front doors, but sadly, he noticed me. I heard heavy footsteps running behind. Before I go on with the story, I want to say that when you leave the front doors, you see a big parking lot. In order to leave the apartment complex, you need to walk around the building. So basically, the front doors are pretty much the back of the building, and the back doors are the front. I know it's weird. Anyhow, when I got outside, I ran halfway around the building and looked behind me. There was no one there. I stopped running and started walking again. But something inside me told me to keep running. Little did I know, the reason why the footsteps behind me had stopped was because he had gone to the back doors to catch me there. When I got to the other side of the building, I saw that he had made it halfway around the back side of the building. I started running again, and he started running after me. He chased me for about two blocks, while we both would occasionally stop to catch our breath. I was close to the main road when I stopped running. My lungs were burning. I couldn't run anymore. Whatever happened next, I had to fight. He caught on. Out of breath, he said, Stop! Stop, man! You're gonna kill me! Stop doing this to me! I looked in shock. Didn't say a word, still trying to catch my breath. Why are you doing this to me, man? He said, letting out a small cry. For the first time, I saw a look of sadness mixed with anger. Stop following me! What the fuck do you want? I yelled. Please, don't go. Please come with me. Let's talk. He pleaded. Talk about what? He was still trying to catch his breath. I didn't care anymore. I was shaking, tired, and just wanted to see my friend. I didn't even make out what he said because of the adrenaline. I started walking again turning around every two seconds to see if he was following me. But he wasn't. He just watched me walk away. And that is the last time I saw him. I live in a small town in the Midwest. It's super safe. The crime rate is pretty low and consists of mostly domestic disputes and traffic violations. There's only about 20,000 people in town and it seems like I see someone I know or at least recognize out in public every single day. Back in 2008, I was about to turn 19 and wanted to have a real party for my birthday. I graduated from a private Christian high school the year before and had not ever partied before, even during my first year at a state university. I just wasn't ever interested because my friends weren't either. I was just a small town girl at a big university who didn't really get noticed other than the guys on my boyfriend dorm floor asking what I was doing with him. That year, I decided was going to be different. I had dropped out of college and broken up with my boyfriend. I had a few new friends who did party and they seemed to always be talking about how much fun it was to go to house parties. 
I wanted my 19th birthday to be the first time I got drunk. So I had my older friends help me buy alcohol and invite all of our close friends over to my house. The night came and went. Fun was had and my friends commented on how great my house was for parties. I lived alone in a three-bedroom house with an attached garage, so people who wanted to stay over could stay in one of the bedrooms and people who wanted to smoke had easy access to the garage. We sometimes moved my car out of the garage and played beer pong in the garage too. My friends really pushed the idea of having more parties and I loved the thought of meeting new people. So we started partying at my house every weekend. It wasn't hard to get people to come to our parties. It was August and there were three colleges around our town. More than once, my house was full of people I didn't know. I woke up a lot with random strangers in my house, but one of my friends always took responsibility for inviting each stranger over. It was no big deal to me. I would just clean up the house, go to work during the week, and have another party on the weekend. These parties weren't crazy or anything. There weren't any drugs involved, just alcohol, which I thought was totally safe. One day in September, when I was leaving for work, I went to shut the garage door and noticed that the garage door remote wasn't on the car sun visor where I usually kept it. I thought maybe it had fallen off, so I got out and searched under the seats. I was more annoyed than scared because I thought I had maybe taken it out while I was drunk or something to close the garage door instead of using the remote attached to the wall by the entrance into the house. I shut the garage door with a wall remote and went through the house to get back into my car and go to work. That night at work, I clocked out for lunch and as soon as I entered the parking lot, my phone rang. It was a blocked number. The caller ID just said unavailable. I thought it was one of my friends calling me as a prank because that's something we did a lot in high school. I answered, expecting someone to ask me something stupid in a weird accent. But there was nothing. I mean, complete silence. I thought it was weird, but just hung up. I didn't want to waste my lunch break dealing with stupid pranks. Everything continued on as normal as I worked through the rest of my shift. We closed the store and I was walking to my car when I got another call. It was from unavailable again. The same silence rang through the phone when I answered. Absolutely nothing could be heard on the other line. I really thought it was one of my friends then because I hadn't had any missed calls and how would this person be calling me as soon as I clocked out and had my phone on me. My friends knew my schedule, so that was the only explanation. I called to my friend Lacey, and she said that she had no idea what I was talking about. I didn't believe her at first, but then her boyfriend verified that she had been with him, and they did not call me. I wasn't sure what to think, but I brushed it off and forgot about it as soon as I got home. I had the next couple of days off, and usually on days off, I slept in pretty late. I woke up around 11 the next day and got out of bed. I grabbed my phone and went into the living room. 
My phone rang, and you guessed it, it was unavailable calling. Again, I heard silence when I answered. This happened a couple of times throughout the day, and I was getting pretty annoyed by then. I was also annoyed that I still couldn't find my garage door remote. I looked everywhere that day, and I finally just gave up. I thought maybe it had fallen out of my car somewhere. Fast forward about three weeks, the call started happening every single day. The most unsettling part of this is that they would only happen when I was available to answer the phone. I never had any missed calls during work or when I was asleep. As soon as I would step out of my workplace, unavailable would call. When I would wake up in the mornings, unavailable would call. I really thought it was someone going to great lengths to play a prank on me. But then, even weirder stuff started happening. I stopped parking my car in the garage because it was so annoying to go through the house to open or close the garage door. One day, when I left for work, I backed up and heard a loud scraping noise. I got out and there were huge tree branches underneath my car. I had no idea how they got there or when they got there, but it sure was annoying getting them out from under my car. About a week later, I heard a loud bang at the front door and went to check it out. There was a tree branch sitting on my porch, resting on my front door. This is when I called Lacey and basically told her that I had to stay at her house that night. I was terrified. I went to Lacey's and sure enough, unavailable called. By now, it had been almost a month since this began and I was so frustrated that I stopped answering. I didn't answer that call. Then about five seconds later, Lacey's phone rang. It was from unavailable. We were super freaked out and I told her not to answer it. I knew then that it was either a mutual friend playing a crazy long prank or we had a real stalker on our hands. I decided to tell one of my managers at work what had been happening. He immediately told me to call the police the next time I got a call and that if I didn't call, he would. I told him I would call the police as soon as I got off of the phone with unavailable when he or she called the next time. Like clockwork, my phone rang as I walked to my car at my break. I called the police after listening to unavailable silence for a full minute. The police basically told me they couldn't trace the call, but that my phone company could. I got the runaround from my phone company, and despite this, the police wouldn't help. They did say that because this person had probably put branches in weird places, they would send a police officer to watch my house for a couple of days to see if they noticed anything. Nothing but phone calls happened for a week. I wasn't too scared anymore. I actually started being pretty mean to unavailable, calling them a coward and asking why they were doing this. After following up with police, it seemed like the police didn't really believe that someone was actually on my property. They apologized that I was scared, but said there wasn't anything else that they could do. Tree branches started showing up in the middle of my yard and I would hear banging noises on my front windows at night. For some reason, 
I didn't feel safe anymore in my room, so I started sleeping on the couch. One night, I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Unavailable called. I was so scared that I called Lacey and she came over. I didn't understand how this was happening because I couldn't see anyone watching me or anything. I never noticed anyone following me or watching me from afar. So what was happening to me? Sometimes there would be napkins inside my screen door or just stacks of blank paper in my grass. I also got markers in my mailbox and sometimes there would be candy wrappers on top of my car. Whoever was doing this was really, really strange. This went on until Christmas time. On Christmas Eve, I was driving out to my grandpa's farm to have Christmas with them, and I got a call. I was angry by now, and I thought that I could have a holiday in peace. I picked up the phone and started screaming at the person on the other end that it was Christmas and they should really just let me celebrate with my family. I called them a freak and asked them what they wanted. I was crying and asking them to just leave me alone and as always, there was nothing but silence. That night, I was sleeping on the couch and I woke up to lights in my face. Someone was shining several flashlights into my windows. I wasn't sure what to do, so I ran into the bathroom, locked a door, and called Lacey. She drove over, and we looked around and found no one. I was so, so scared, but she stayed over, and that made me feel a little more safe. The calls kept coming, and the police still did nothing. Nothing else happened outside my house. No branches or weird things turning up. I started sleeping in my room again because I thought maybe they had backed off. One morning, I woke up and went into my dining room and noticed through the kitchen door window that my garage door was open. I thought maybe it had gotten stuck on something when I put it down, so it had gone back up without me noticing. I went to the kitchen door and shut it with the wall remote. I grabbed a glass of milk and went to sit down at the dining room table. And that's when I saw it. My missing garage door remote was sitting on my dining room table. Of course I freaked out. I was still in my pajamas, but I ran to my car and drove. I didn't even know where I was going. I just called Lacey and told her it was time to move. We had been talking about moving to a different city for a while, and I told her it was time to go. Her and her boyfriend came over to check the house with me, but no one was there. Me and Lacey got an apartment in a different city, and the call stopped as soon as we moved. I remember it was Valentine's Day, and we were having a girl's day out. I told her that I was going to leave my phone at home so we could enjoy a movie. I asked her if I could leave it plugged into her charger that was in the kitchen and she said yes. Before we left, she had to wait for me to plug it in and we left through the kitchen door. So, we went out and went to the movies. We were chatting about the movie on the way back to the car and I saw something sitting beside my car on the ground. My stomach immediately sunk 
when I saw that it was my phone. We both died a little and stayed at her boyfriend's house that night. There was no sign of anyone being in our apartment the next day when we got there. That was the last weird and scary thing that happened to me. Unfortunately, I never got to find out who did any of this. No one has fessed up to it, and I know my friends wouldn't have let me live in a state of constant fear for nearly five months. I asked a couple of random people I had met at some of my house parties, but they had no idea what I was talking about. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.